Hi, I'm Sam from WSOU 89.5 FM, your home for the loudest rock, and I'm here with Michael Monroe. How are you today? I'm very good, very good, thank you. I'm doing, doing fine, how are you? Pretty good. So you right. just released your album, I Live Too Fast to Die Young. Can you tell me a bit about the record? Yeah, it's a strong record, I'm really happy with it. It's, uh, uh, we came, um, this time with this band, we've done the four previous records in the same studio, uh, the same mixer and everything. And so this time I wanted to try a new approach and uh, we went into a completely new environment, new engineer, new studio, Inkfish Studios in Helsinki. And uh, we had a, we, it was a conscious risk and it paid off uh, the production, production wise and arrangement wise and song wise, we renewed the band's sound in, a, in the best possible way. And, uh we had last summer we had like 34 songs to choose from which is oh, wow. like a, yeah it's a good problem to have though you know yeah. uh, i always try to narrow it down to like 10 11 12 13 at the most and uh we came down to the 11 tracks on the album and really really became a great entirety and uh there's a lot of variety a lot of dynamics and uh really succeeded in making a really good compact uh, uh entirety and from the beginning to the end it's a really has a lot of dynamics it's, it's pleasant to listen to the sound and everything it's more pleasant to the ear nice dynamics and, and everything you need in a great record and 11 songs i'm glad it came down to the 11th kind of record you want to put on again after it's over you know for sure so how did you go about picking the 11 songs did you go for kind of like you're saying a dynamic or like a variety of it yeah, it was a, a long uh, process, you know, over a period of time and, you know, lived with them for a while. We, we did, we recorded some demos. I mean, because of the pandemic, I wasn't able to see, get together with the band for almost two years. Uh, we got together last August uh, to record, we recorded about 20 of the songs. And then we went into the studio in October, in November. And uh, <clears throat> by that time, it was about 15 songs left. And uh and then narrowed down to the, the 11th that are on the album. It's, it just they just it just fell into place and uh, came together really nicely. So uh, yeah, it, it's a special record. I feel. Uh, I mean, the other ones, of course, are as well. But uh, this one was especially something something about it that's really uh, makes it feel like uh, like I felt when uh, Not Faking It was finished back in the day. Uh, Demolition 23 album. It's like a special record, really, really strong one. And uh, and all the, all my past five records have been received very well. And I've been told some of the best material of my career, which is nice to hear with you yeah. know, this day and age. And I, I always try to go for a better record and better performance than the previous one. And always there's always room for improvement. So that, that keeps me hungry and keeps me trying. And uh, I'll never become complacent, you know. Always, always try for for uh, perfection and greatness, which I will luckily never achieve. <laughs> well, that's what keeps you going, right? You gotta. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so you mentioned that this is the first time you've recorded like since the pandemic. So how did you go about making music during the pandemic, if at all? Well, uh, the, that's one good thing about the internet. You can send stuff back and forth we, we keep sending each other songs uh, with, with, amongst the band and you know the band I encourage everyone to write as much as possible so everybody writes and 
And uh, Rich Jones, the other guitar player, especially has, has written uh, a lot more than, uh, over, the, over the past couple of years than, than the other guys. And I would pick the best songs for the record, regardless of who wrote them. And um, there's a lot of creative energy here in, uh, in this band. And we're the best of friends. And we're, we've been together for like 12 years now, the same band. So we have a good chemistry. But yeah. I end up making the final decision. Uh, the things just uh, came together pretty nicely, and it was, it was good to be in that studio with the recording engineer, Erno Lighting, and he was good choice because uh, he had a good vision too. And in the end, we ended up like there was uh, the production was actually he was more like a producer with the band. So the band and him were the producers of the album, and uh, came together nice. Uh, so yeah. Slash played a solo on a title track, Let Too Fast to Die Young, uh, which is really kind of him. I asked him at the last minute and we were like really close to the ending and uh, he was busy as well, but he carved out a day for it. And like That's two awesome. days after, Yeah, two days after I asked him, is we had the solo. I was like, yes, what a guy. That's what a great. Guy. Yeah. Do you think that a lot of the, do you think that the pandemic helped you kind of become more creative because you were forced to stay at home or do you think it kind of hindered like your creativity? Mm, I, I don't think either, uh, neither. I, don't, I think it's, uh, you know, we worked, I mean, you have more time in your hands. And at first, first it was, uh, I didn't mind taking a break, you know, for, from doing nothing, like doing nothing, staying home. It wasn't, wasn't too much to ask. Uh, to stay, you know, doing nothing and stay home as opposed to having to go to war or something, you know? Right. <laughs> That's true. Ask to stay home and sit on a couch and watch TV. It's just, it's, don't worry, you can do this. But uh, yeah, this, there was more time to do other stuff too. And, uh, you know, it just, it didn't, uh, we avoided, I mean, surely you had some songs about reflecting the pandemic but so many people have written about that and we've all had it with the, with the pandemic it's been so uh, the, on this al album the lyrics uh, well there's there's some reference on the, the song in the song pagan prayer there's it says uh, your neighbors get no vaccinations you believe the earth is flat you get an eternal vacation if you believe in that that was the that was the one reference to the pandemic, but uh, other other than that, the, we think about other subjects. There's a lot more, much more uh, to talk about than that. And people are sick and sick and tired yeah, of the for sure. pandemic. So, uh, so uh, yeah, there's a lot of great lyrics, a lot of deep stuff, and uh, if, if you dig into it, uh, and a lot of fun, fun subjects and stuff. Uh, so yeah. Really strong record, if I say so myself. Yeah, it really is. It's perfect. The title, I live too fast to die young, could be one of my middle names. I mean, I'm just turned 60, so uh, I can't die young anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I never would have guessed. You look great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so you mentioned that you are you kind of have a drive to, to do better and to keep like pushing forward and you have like a kind of a hunger to do better. But since you've been in the music industry so long, is that really what makes, uh, makes you to be innovative and keep innovating or do you have some music else industry oh uh, it's certainly not in the music industry the, the business i mean it's one of the reasons i moved out of america just the music has no business in the music business it's all business money 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 <laughs> just like that really kills creativity and, and they're always trying to the market this they're trying to package things into categories as well and i think right. uh, 
all the genres like grunge or or metal or whatever it's it's unnecessary i think it's you know good music is good music and you know rock and roll but it's hard rock rock and roll it's uh like you know from the, the, the stones uh, little richard to the stones to the ramones, ramones and uh aerosmith alice cooper uh motorhead zz top acdc whatever i mean it's uh, hanoi rocks michael monroe it's rock and roll it's rock music and uh, there's no need for categories of course the industry the, the record labels love that because they want to put things in the packages and oh, we're going to market this this is the newest thing the grunge and then so many bands try to sound like the other guy who's so for example you know nirvana great band and then someone comes up with okay this is a new thing new way grunge and everyone tries to sound like that because they think that's the ticket to fame and 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 fortune and it's the wrong wrong starting point so then uh, you got 200,000 bands sounded like, so, trying to sound like nirvana but never as good as the original right and then everyone kind of sounds the same and it gets boring and uh, redundant and uh, limits your creativity that's why music was better in the old days it's not nostalgia saying that it's just because people music was made for the right reasons right for, and people bands and artists had more personality because people are just doing their own thing and not, mm -hmm. not about how this is going to sell and how we're going to market this and you know so uh, i mean uh, they did music for music's sake and that's that's the reason why it sounds so much better and there's still good bands around, you know, and you look for them, but not necessarily the biggest selling bands aren't necessarily always the best ones. Right, of course. I know, especially too, I've been seeing like new up and coming artists, their record labels are pushing them to like make TikToks and like do all that stuff. So they can't even focus like entirely on the music anymore. It's all about make the TikTok, make the posts and like, you know, kind of blow yeah. yourself up that way. Yeah, it's it's a shame because yeah, it's become that and you've got to do this and that and post and uh I mean, I, I do the, the least amount I have to, you know, I post stuff on Facebook here and there when there's something to say, you know, and you know, thank people for being at the show or whatever. Went on tour with Alice Cooper and, and you know, it was great, you know, all stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I don't even know how to download. Uh, streaming is deceiving. I, came up <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I mean, you know, I don't have iTunes. I, I mean, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Spotify, I don't have. I only put, I have iTunes in my laptop. I put all my favorite records in there. There you go. Yeah, yes, that's what I listen to. But yeah, yeah, it's all kinds of stuff going on these days. You know? And there's a new thing and then it, then it becomes old in a minute and then there's something else again. And TikTok, I don't, I don't even know exactly what that is. Videos people post, right? Yeah. Um, different name, same, same yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Yeah. So you mentioned um, some bands that you think are really great, but who are your influences? Oh, my influences? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's so many of them from, you know, but the first, well, I, I grew up with classical music first, but then I discovered rock and roll. I saw Black Sabbath on TV when I was eight years old, uh, live in Paris, 1970. Then I got into rock and roll, the Rolling Stones, uh, early ACDC with Bon Scott, um, uh, reggae music, Peter Tosh, uh, uh, Dennis Brown, uh, uh, Bob Marley, of course, um, uh, funk, a funk band called The Undisputed Truth in the early 70s were one of my, still one of my favorite bands, like a lot of different types of music. Blues, Little Walter is the best blues harpist, harp player of all time to me. Uh, oh God, uh, Aerosmith, I like, uh, uh, 
the, the heavy metal kids, Gary Holton was a great singer, uh, Johnny Thunders, Steve Bader's, the Dead Boys, the Lost of the Church, anything as he's done. Uh, Steve Bader's was definitely, he's one of my, his favorite singers. Uh, Cheap Trick, of course, Cheap Trick, one of my favorite bands of all time. Robin Zander, my, my favorite singer. Uh, Alice Cooper, the early early stuff, especially, and all everything Alice does is uh, it's great. But, uh, especially the '70s records I grew up to, and uh, Martha Hoople, The Faces, uh, Slade, uh, you name it. Susie Quattro, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Janis Joplin, uh, Jimi Hendrix. Uh, there's millions of bands. I'm, I'm forgetting everything. Tom Petty. Little Steven and his, his Disciples of Soul, the Voice of America album, one of my favorite albums. Um, oh, there's so many. I like the original rap stuff of the Grandmaster Flash and Furious Five. Um, is, uh, God, I should say so many cool bands. That, uh, I should make you, a list. I remember. You've, list, you've listed so many different genres and so many different bands. Do you think listening to such a wide variety helps you be creative and helps you kind of uh, create like a, an original sound? Yeah, it's it's more fun, and I think everyone should just find their own thing. I mean, I've been influenced by so many different types of music and artists and bands that, uh, that you know, you you take a little here and there and you make your own thing, and that's that's what it's about. You can't just like copy somebody and say, okay, I'll be that. So yeah, I'm really there's a wide range of music I like, and really open minded about it, and I like all kinds of different stuff, and not just rock and roll, you know. So for sure, it's always healthy to have different influences. The more so, different, the yeah. So you've, um, you've toured all over the world. And again, like you're saying, listen to a bunch of different music, you go all over the world, but do you have a favorite place to tour or a favorite, like maybe even venue to perform at? Well, uh, Japan is one of my favorite countries. Absolutely. There's something about the Japanese people. They're really kind and considerate and polite and they, I love the culture there. And it's always a great experience to play there. Uh, so it's one of my favorite countries. And but anywhere we play, uh, the audience has been great. Germany, we haven't played much in, surprisingly, although uh, it's one of the biggest markets in, in Europe. And Hanoi Rocks, for some reason, when in, in the 80s, we didn't play there much. But we, well, they really appreciate good rock and roll. And, and, and Spain is great, and uh, South America, and uh, also, uh, uh, in France and, and even Italy and uh, yeah, I like to play in, in Scandinavian countries and England in the UK. There's great, great uh, different sort of vibe, but all countries are great. But if I had to name one, I guess Japan is one of my favorites for sure. Would you ever consider moving there since you do love the culture so much? Nah, not, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm happy to, well, I'm, I'm living in Finland now. I lived in New York, Manhattan for 10 years and before oh. that in London. We're almost five. Uh, I'm quite happy to be where I'm now. I wouldn't want to live in Japan a full time. Uh, it's nice to visit. So as one of the creators of Glamrock, I would definitely consider you to be a fashion icon. So do you have any fashion influences of your own or do you have any favorite brands that you like to wear? Oh, this is a lot of influence. So I'm like a glam. <laughs> well, I mean, I never called. We were just a rock and roll band, like mm -hmm. I said. You know, so I never thought of, I mean, I've been told that I was, me and Hanoi Rocks were a big influence on the West Coast glam scene there. And uh, 
I, uh, it's more about music to us. Always, uh, I never thought about. Of course, we want to look good for the audience. You right. want to put on a bit more makeup and dress up, and that's part of the show business. And that's what Little Richard did already in the fifties. So I said, Little Richard is the original originator. He had the the hairdo, the makeup, and he was a hero. He had the rebellious attitude and all that. What rock and roll is about. So uh, a lot of those LA bands. Uh, play their hairspray cans better than the instruments so uh, <laughs> for sure posing and the partying and the, and the chicks and all that uh, as opposed to music and to me and to Hanoi to me it was always it's always been about music and mm-hmm. attitude and more of that punky attitude and uh, you know rebelliousness and uh, shaking up the establishment system and uh, writing uh, relevant lyrics uh, meaningful lyrics and stuff and not just some phony uh pretentious uh hypocrite i mean uh, uh superficial stuff you know so to me i was take rock and roll a bit more seriously so uh, <clears throat> uh for the looks uh you know i think everyone should find their own thing i mean at one point everybody had blonde hair and eyeliner and yeah. no matter what if you're a 300 pound truck driver you have to have blonde hair and eyeliner it doesn't <laughs> my stuff fit everybody so i mean somebody looks great with just uh, cool cut and t-shirt and jeans that's somebody's style and that's cool for them so everyone should just find their own thing is what i'm saying but uh in all this explanation of what was i i forgot the original question no you're good i was just saying i was asked if you had any influences but it seems that you're pretty much on your own yeah yeah well little richard is one for sure he was a hero and uh, yeah, I take a lot of a lot of influences here and there. And uh, I always wanted my my hair was really boring and straight, so I started started uh, puffing it up to to make it a bit wavier. And uh, oh, Neil Smith, the drummer of the Alice Cooper band, he had the coolest in the seventies. He had the coolest hair. I was, that's the hair I always wanted. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's one influence. But you know, I started wearing makeup. I figured you know, Little Richard wore makeup, and Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper is a big influence. You know? So he. He, he wore makeup on stage and I thought I'll wear makeup every day as I do because uh, I figured I'd be this character of Michael Monroe 24-7 and uh, not just uh, on stage, uh, but without the self-destruction. Yeah. Do you know, enjoy, had... so do, I know you said you kind of play like a character. Do you think that you have like kind of a persona or do you think that you're all just pretty much yourself? I am the character. That's what I, what I was just saying. That I I am what I am. Uh, I am the character that that I'm. I don't just put on a uniform to go on stage. Uh, I'm I'm this twenty four seven. I'm the same guy, and uh, it can be done without. Like I know. I, I mean, Alice Cooper said Jim Morrison died because he was trying to be Jim twenty four seven. 24 hours but uh, I said you know I can be Michael Monroe but don't I don't have to self destruct like him. It's you know it's not necessary uh, and. It's a, it's an old thing. I mean, too many people have died. It doesn't even help sell records. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Unfortunately. But, yeah, but I'm just saying that you know I'm doing I do my thing my own way, and I'm, I guess I'm a bit of a freak even even in the rock world. You know, I'm not your typical stereotype rock singer. So to me, you know, I just about music really, and uh, you know, and uh, kind of behavior, uh, getting out of it and stuff. It, it's not necessary. I mean, you know, I have the guys in Hanoi Rocks. They would drink anybody under the table and. You know, and I gone through my uh, my de- I had my demons to chase and stuff, but uh, it doesn't get you. It doesn't make you a better performer. It doesn't make mm-hmm. you know make you write any better. You know, it's it's just uh, you're better off being clear in your head. 
but people associate that with rock and roll, like, you know, the partying and stuff. And, and nowadays, I don't think people can put up with it. They don't want to put up with that anymore either because, you know, people are late, get late, they're late and stuff. And, uh, yeah. you know, and uh, it's tough competition also. So, uh, you know, you, you better be on the case, you know, keep it together if you if you want to want to uh, succeed and uh, survive in this business. Yeah, for sure. So I just have one last question for you today. Uh -huh. um, so do you prefer to be in the studio recording or do you prefer to be out touring? Well, out touring, traveling is really a drag, but uh, on, being on stage is, is really the best best thing. Uh, uh, recording an album is there's always the pressure of the, you're going to live with that for the rest of your life. And it's, it's also fun, but uh, yeah, I prefer playing live live performance that's that's the best feeling and feeling after a great show with the guys is there's like a sacred moment there and it's like a natural high that really is is the best so i prefer performing live that's that's my favorite but both are cool it's part of my job yeah <laughs> performing live especially with the band i have is like really really a strong strong live show it's, just, uh, it's a great chemistry and we have a great time and you can't fake that you can it comes mm -hmm. across on a record and when you play live it's, uh, we're having a good time when we're doing it and we certainly do so um, yeah live shows are my favorites and uh come on down if you uh, get a chance to see our i will for sure will you guys be in america soon not for a while sorry uh it doesn't look like it uh such a vast big area yeah there's and, a lot uh, of ground to cover yeah, we should, you know, unless you get on a tour with a stadium act, you know, opening for someone really huge, uh, then it would be worth doing. Then people will notice, but starting to play little clubs in, in that country, it's, uh, you know, get nowhere slow, <laughs> you know. But uh, we'll be playing, I think, uh, the Monsters of Rock Cruise was, uh, we was postponed because of uh, the COVID mm -hmm. last time. So I think it's the next February uh, next year it should be happening. Awesome. I'll be sure to look out for it. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me today. Thank you for having me. Nice. My pleasure. It was good talking to you. Thank you. All right. Bye. All the very Take care. Bye.